Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. This time, the most popular job for women today is the same as it was in the 1950s. I think it's viewed as a very subservient role. If you tell people you're an assistant, they think that you spend all day answering the phone and doing typing and dictation. And the reality now is that nothing could be further from the truth. And what does it mean to make being an assistant your career? I don't need to have seven promotions. I don't need to branch out into a different department. I'm very content supporting a person who's in charge. Coming up, when your job means being ambitious for someone else. My first ever job was as an assistant or actually a receptionist at an insurance company in London. Then I graduated to secretary, as it was still called in England then. I was an assistant for about the first six years of my working life, and I enjoyed parts of the work a lot. But by the time I was in my late 20s, I was itching to move on to something else, even if I still wasn't quite sure what that should be. Since then, I haven't thought about the job of assistant all that much. In fact, I assumed it was gradually going away, what with executives having so much technology at their fingertips. So I was really surprised a few years ago when I came across some statistics here in the US. They revealed that administrative assistant is still the most popular job for women in America, ahead of teaching and nursing. I checked again just recently and nothing's changed. I have to admit, I found that statistic quite disheartening. Women are more and more educated. We've entered a ton of professions, yet so many of us are still essentially supporting someone else for a living. I wanted to delve into this, and I did, with two women who know the job well. Jessica Williams lives and works in London. She runs a recruitment company for assistants and other support staff called Sidekicks. The common British term for an administrative assistant is PA, personal assistant, so you'll hear her use that a lot. She was a long-time PA in London before starting her company two years ago at age 30. She started working as an assistant at 18. I always knew that I wanted to work. I was never particularly academic, and the, the practical side of of working always suited me. So I held several jobs from when I was 16. My first job was actually uh, making sandwiches in a petrol station in Kent for truckers when they were um, on their way down to Dover to drive their trucks through to France. And I loved that. And I think a big part of me becoming, going on to become a PA was probably finding that I enjoyed that, that aspect of sort of looking after people and, and caring for them. That was one of my favourite things about the job, too. Also like me, Jessica's family sort of guided her in this direction. 
and I, I have mixed feelings about that. But often, particularly young women, they will leave university or they'll leave school um, and their first entry-level job will be secretarial in some respects and it can be a fantastic thing as it was in my experience you know I, I started off as a receptionist and absolutely loved it and um, became aware very quickly that sort of one-on-one PA support was something that I really wanted to do and you know a lot of my skills that I hadn't realized that I had such as organisation, um, the ability to act on my own initiative. They were things that I hadn't realised I had at school, which was very focused around academic ability, which was never really my strong point. And I realised probably for the first time in my life that I was actually really good at something. And I loved that and I wanted to do more of it. And it just grew from there, really. She gained confidence and experience with each job. She's worn a lot of hats over the years, something she says all PAs do. During one job, she spent time outfitting a multi-million pound mansion in London's Regent's Park neighbourhood. In other jobs, she's picked up dry cleaning or coffee, as well as acted as office manager and travel agent. One of the best bits about this job is that you are totally immersed in somebody's life and you do everything for them in the same way that when you have a child, it's not just about the big wins, it's not just about watching them graduate or get their first job or start school, it's about the little things as well. You've got to be willing to do those small things and not begrudge them. But I wanted to get back to that idea of women starting off as assistants. My mother pushed me to learn to type as soon as I graduated from university. As she saw it, this was my route into a job. I even learned shorthand. And I'm grateful for the typing skills. But there I was with a degree. And essentially, I was encouraged to become an assistant because that I was told, well, that, you know, it's a way you can get in at a company. And I didn't know really what I wanted to do. So I was fine with that. But I was really, I was gobsmacked during this one interview. The woman suddenly said, what does a clever girl like you want to do being a secretary? And I didn't know what to say. I just didn't know how to proceed because I'd never, I wasn't expecting the question. And I, my thought was, well, uh, I don't know because I haven't thought about doing anything else because I don't really know what to do. I must have completely fluffed it because I never heard from them again. But but this thing of, of, of girls being encouraged to go in at assistant level, it's certainly not something that that males of the same age are encouraged to do, right? And I think this is partly why so many women are assistants is because... We're encouraged to be support because that's what many of us have been raised to be. We've been raised with those expectations that we will be supportive. So it feels natural to carry that into a job. It did for me. Yeah, it does. Um, and I think the other, you're, you're totally right. Um, and I wish I could tell you that your experience was unusual, but it's not. And it still happens. And I think that a large part of that is if we look at the prevailing gender of the people who are hiring assistants, often still, particularly in big corporates, the bosses are male. And often, a lot of powerful men in a certain position who have been raised to believe that their assistant should be a female or have 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 only experienced having a female assistant struggle to hand power, control of their day-to-day life in what they view as a slightly subservient role um, to another man. But another important point, I think, is that young, educated men just starting out in their careers... 
they don't see themselves as support staff. They want to go in with a better title, and they mostly do, which perhaps is why only about 5% of assistants are men. One thing about this job that the average man may find harder than the average woman, staying in the background. Being a PA or being in administrative support in any capacity is something that you cannot do if you have an ego. You just can't do it because the reality is is that um, no matter what level you're at, even if you've been doing the job for 20 years and you're right at the top of your game and you're at chief of staff level, you're still going to be effectively managing somebody else's life, managing somebody else's career, managing somebody else's day. It's never going to be all about you. We have a phrase that we use in the office at Sidekicks a lot, which is ambition worn lightly. And that's exactly what you need to have as a PA. You need to have serious ambition, but on behalf of the person you're supporting, not on behalf of yourself. And she says because assistants stay out of the spotlight, it's easy for other people to underestimate the role. If you tell people you're an assistant, they think that you spend all day answering the phone and doing typing and dictation. And the reality now is that nothing could be further from the truth. It's an immensely, often, an immensely difficult, demanding, completely autonomous role. Jess has worked with her share of difficult characters over the years. And I can say from experience that getting on with your boss just makes the job so much easier and more pleasant. You're not part of a team the way so many of your colleagues are, so a rapport with the executive you work for matters. What do you think about it being such a female-dominated role? Does that bother you at all or not? No, the reality doesn't bother me, which is that the role is extremely female-dominated. What does bother me is the the preconception that it's a role that should be done by a woman because it's somehow a subservient role, which it's absolutely not. Now, like many other jobs done almost exclusively by women today, the role of secretary used to be the preserve of men – It's only been during the last century or so that women have taken over. When the typewriter was invented, women's fingers were seen as being nimbler than men's. And at the same time, more women were seeking an alternative to the drudgery of life as a domestic servant. And as in other professions where the sex ratio was changing, bosses offered the new women applicants less pay and they accepted. Even today, at least in America, that tiny number of male assistants they earn about 14% more on average than their female counterparts. Depending on your experience and the demands of the job, a personal assistant today can earn a really good salary. And Jessica says you may be supporting others, but you're far from powerless. A lot of PAs end up wielding an awful lot of power, but it's quiet power. It's not something that you shout about. And it's something that comes as a result of doing your job really, really well. The vast majority of her candidates are women, although with the millennial generation, she says that is changing. The number of men is going up. But this profession has its biases, just like male-dominated areas like tech or engineering. She says it's tough to place a man in an admin job, no matter how great he may be for the role. She's been working with a candidate in his 50s lately. And we'd had a lot of discussions internally about this particular candidate because he's incredibly capable. I mean, he's an absolutely 
fantastic, fantastic, exceptional assistant. I mean, he is an assistant. Um, he's very senior. Um, he came from a military background. But he is an assistant, and I didn't think that it would be difficult for me to place him. And it, it surprised me the level of resistance that I encountered to his gender. As she said before, it's mostly senior men hiring assistants, and they carry those familiar stereotypes in their heads. I had a, a client once, a private household client, a very highly respected, wealthy individual, very powerful. Um, and he told me that in his household, the females were um, the PA and the nanny, and the males were the chauffeur and the security, and that's the way it was. And he wouldn't, he absolutely wouldn't entertain anything outside of that. In a moment, how Jessica is trying to change some of the biases in her industry, and how one woman found her career as an assistant. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Janelle Wallace is in her early 50s and she's been an assistant for about 15 years. Right now, she's an executive assistant at an international retail company based in the Midwest. How did you become an assistant, what people used to call a secretary? A secretary. I'm very comfortable with the word secretary. Janelle started college, but she didn't graduate. She met a guy, got married at 20, and had her first child at 22. She didn't work when she was a young mother. Her husband didn't want her to. I was quite young when I met him. He was five years older, and his goal was to always have his wife at home with the children. Career wasn't really something that was offered at that point. But after 18 years, the marriage ended, and Janelle needed a job. She'd pitched in at her family's business on and off over the years, and she'd always admired her father's assistant, a German woman who effectively ran the operation. This lady knew every little detail of what went on. Janelle says she became indispensable. She's still with the business decades later. Janelle wanted to be like her. In her late 30s, she got her first full-time admin job. That really, I I think, started out as a cupcake roll, like you sit at the front desk and look pretty and bring us drinks when it's four o'clock. That involved into me working on disaster relief plans, disaster recovery plans for an IT firm. It all kind of interwove, and I knew that this support role was what I wanted to do. What do you love about your current job and and what you do every day? It 
allows me to be very anticipatory. It allows me to know the boss's or the president's schedule in and out, anticipate his every move, his every need, his calendaring, his appointments, who wants to see him, know who he wants to see, who he doesn't. And in my personality responds very, very well to the assistant role. And I'm passionate about it because it is my job to make him look better. She takes pride in that. As Jessica said a bit earlier, this job can't be all about you. And Janelle is fine with that. I am very much a people pleaser. And my temperament, I don't need to be up front. I get uncomfortable when they say thank you in front of people. I have a pleasure knowing that what I did, I did well. Is there anything that frustrates you about the role, or not necessarily this particular role, but the role of assistant in general? It's interesting, as I've thought back on it, that we're really never recognized until we do something wrong, until there's a misstep. And I think that a lot of people, especially the men that I have supported, they think that it's just a seamless thing. When it's really like the duck paddling, it's super calm on the top and crazy underneath. And as long as you present the super calm on the top, People don't need to know all the crazy that went on behind that. But recently, she and some of her colleagues did get some recognition, even if it was perhaps somewhat mandated. It was National Administrative Professionals Day in April. The CEO of our company and the number two of our company came in and there were admins there and they recognized the fact that their lives, personal business, etc., were so smooth because they could literally holler their secretary's name out the door, and she had it. And it was nice to hear from men in fairly powerful positions that, yes, they do know the role that a good, strong admin can play. Janelle has worked for women, too. She says the main difference she observed was that the women were, surprise, a lot busier. They were juggling more. Janelle sometimes watched a sick kid at the office while the mother was in meetings, and she enjoyed that. She says her women bosses let her in a bit more on their private lives, whereas the man she's working for now keeps his home life very private. One thing I remember from my own past as an assistant was feeling awkward among friends with more prestigious jobs. Janelle can relate. She has a group of girlfriends she goes out with regularly. She says they're hardworking, talented and have extremely strong careers in the HR field or the marketing field or the management field. And these girls have been career-minded from day one, and I love and respect them so very much. I do feel inadequate at times because I'm the secretary. And whether that's my own fear or if I'm projecting that on them, She doesn't want to make out that her friends make her feel bad because they don't exactly. It's just... There's not a ton of accomplishment that you get when you're sitting around having wine and cheese and they're talking about accounts and wins and programs and you're like, well, I got the coffee delivered on time this week. But most of the time she feels good about what she does. She sees younger women come in and try and get a foot on the ladder by starting out as an assistant. 
She admires their tenacity, and she gets it. They want to use their education and keep moving up. But she believes women like her probably make better assistants because they're dedicated to that job. She says in every place she's worked, I strive to learn every bit about our business. I sit with our financial people. I read the PowerPoints. I learn about, you know, the ins and outs, what works and what doesn't. And that helps me be a more educated supporter of the boss because I know exactly where we're headed, where his stresses are. She also spends her quieter times when her boss is travelling, making sure she's up to date with the latest editions of programmes like Excel and PowerPoint. She's conscious that she can't let her tech skills slip. There's always a new thing to learn. And I think, number one, it keeps my mind fresh and current. And number two, it only adds to my desirability in the role. But she admits she has trouble with that perennial interview question – Where do you want to be in a year, three years, or five years? She says for her, the answer is always the same. I want to be so much better at what I do. I want to have gained the trust and confidence that I am very competent, and I don't need to have seven promotions. I don't need to branch out into a different department. I'm very content supporting a person who's in charge and having them trust me and know that I've got their back. And even though Janelle loves her job, she was surprised when I told her it's still the top job for women in the US. Jessica Williams in London was less surprised. She says admin roles can be incredibly varied and sometimes offer flexible hours too. But for me, the fact so many women are still doing this work... Something about that niggles at me, and I think it's because it is the support thing... We're nearly always supporting men in these roles. And I worry that the reason so many of us still do these roles is because we may be underconfident and think that we can't do another type of role. That, I think, is the nub of what makes me a little bit uncomfortable about these statistics. Because I know that when I was doing it, I was underconfident. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just, I worry about that. I think, do women still think that they can't do their own thing? I'm sure some women do, not all of them. You know, I think you and I are testament to that. I'm an example of somebody who started younger, did it for 12 years, enjoyed it, learned a lot from it, felt that I wanted to do something, step out from the shadows and do something myself. Rather than supporting the boss, I felt that I wanted to be the boss because I felt that I... It was my time. Um, I think that's something we're going to see with a lot of our junior candidates. I don't, I don't think that the traditional role of the career PA is something we're going to see lasting for, for much longer. But I really want people to recognise that the role of an assistant is, is an amazing profession in its own right. And it can be an extraordinary stepping stone to anything that you want to do. But to take that first step, whether you want a career as a PA or something else, you have to be hired. And Jessica says as her business in London took off, she kept noticing something about her clients that bothered her. Even companies with well-established diversity programs, they were picking women candidates for assistance and white women at that. Other candidates just weren't landing interviews. So Jess and her colleagues devised a scheme, an experiment of sorts. They now send clients a list of the top three candidates for a position, but all the client sees on the page is a list of the person's skills, 
where they've worked, any education and qualifications, and a summary of their character. But that is it. We don't give any indication as to the gender of the person or their ethnic background or any other information which isn't relevant to their ability to do the job. It's really early days, but what we've found... It's remarkable. (laughs) Um, It's remarkable. There are candidates that we may have sent to three or four employers and who were not being picked for interview, who are now being seen. She says as recruiters, she and her staff have a responsibility to make their industry fairer. Because if, you know, if we don't do it, who else will? The buck has to stop with us. It's our responsibility to fix this because otherwise, in 10 years' time, we're still going to have a landscape in our industry that looks much as it does now, you know, a primarily female talent pool. And in some industries, only some, but some industries, employers still hiring on the basis of where that person was born and the kind of education they have had and where they went to school, which is, in my opinion, it's not just irrelevant. It doesn't just irritate me because it makes absolutely no business sense, but it's, it's fundamentally wrong. And there are a lot of stories that I could tell you about other recruiters within my industry who are still operating right now, who I know for a fact screen on behalf of their clients on the basis of gender and ethnicity. And let's not forget looks bias, which can take a few forms. Some of you will remember this story that blew up about a year ago. An assistant in London was sent home from her temp job when she showed up wearing flats. The job apparently required her to wear two to four inch heels. I asked Jessica if she's come up against this kind of thing, and she has, She told me about a temp job that involved wearing a uniform. The uniform came in two sizes, a UK 8 and 10. She was a 12. And because the uniform didn't fit, she too was sent home from the job. She says, sure, looking presentable in a public-facing role like this is important. But... It's perfectly possible to look polished and smart and professional and make a really good first impression without having to wear a tight-fitting blouse or a stiletto heel. And I, I just find it distasteful and I find it irrelevant, totally. <laughs> and I think it's bonkers that it still happens. But there you go. I had the flat shoe fight a lot, by the way, when I was younger. I had a lot of recruiters tell me off for wearing flat shoes. But when you're working in an admin job, you spend a lot of time on your feet. (laughs) It's just not practical to be running around in, in stilettos all the time. I think it's amazing if people can do that, but I can't. Jessica Williams of Sidekicks. Thanks to her and Janelle Wallace for being my guests on this show. That's the broad experience for this time. As usual, I'd love to hear from you, especially if you are an assistant or if you've been one. You can leave a comment under this episode at thebroadexperience.com or on the show's Facebook page, or you can tweet me or email me. Thanks to those of you who have pitched in with a donation to the show, either a one-off or if you've become a monthly sustainer, as a listener in England did recently. If you'd like to join them, just go to thebroadexperience.com slash support. Those donations help keep the show going, so thank you. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. See you next time.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 